0: It's time for ROTD Weekend. I went to Florence, Italy to meet up with my parents a few months ago. As I know you know, they were there for a month... And their Airbnb had a little single room with a little single bed. And they said to me, why don't you come when the kids are with their dad and you're free for a week, come and hang out with us. And it was amazing. I had such a great time. And I know I've told you about the food and I've told you about some of the things that I've done, but I didn't tell you about this one special moment, probably because it's not really food related, but it was definitely a very special moment. The three of us went on a bus tour out to a bunch of small towns near Florence. And towards the end of the day, there was a young woman who was traveling on her own on the bus. And she pulled me aside and she asked me how old I and my parents were, which was a strange question, I guess, but I answered. And then she said, and did you always get along this well? Or is it just like as you've gotten older? And I'm like, bit of both. Why? And, you know, she was talking about how difficult a time she's having with her own parents and getting along with her own parents. And I just felt very actually touched that she had noticed the nice relationship between me and my parents, and that she'd commented on it. And I pulled my mom over to me and the young woman who were talking and let her know what she had said. And my mom said something about the trick is to accept us and, you know, let us do our thing and not judge too much, not get angry with us about a lot of things. And you know, that is really true, especially as I've gotten older, there has been just a lot of acceptance and love. And I feel very fortunate. They also, in addition to acceptance and love, do a lot of things to help me. So they've been here for these few weeks. And of course, they helped us do a Ukrainian Christmas Eve dinner, a New Year's Eve dinner, but also a variety of little tasks around the house. They actually, my dad's been washing the exterior windows of my house. They found some special spray. It's miraculous. You know what? I'm pausing my recording right now to go and get the name of it for you because it really is that good and I want you to know about it. Hang on. Okay, I've got it in my hand. It is Sprayway. World's best glass cleaner, foaming, action, ammonia-free, streak-free shine. So Sprayway is the brand. And yeah, my dad's been spraying this on my windows and rinsing them and squeezing them and they have never been so crystal clear and clean. So that's very exciting. The other thing that they are doing to help me out is is they have both agreed to be a guest on this show. And so today I am honored and delighted that my mom, Phyllis Pittman, is joining me as a guest. She has brought a secret recipe for me to tell you and me all about. And, you know, if you're newer to this show or you haven't heard me talk about my mom before, you know, you really have to know what an amazing talented cook and recipe developer she is. I actually owe most of my recipe development skills to her. So they had restaurants. My parents had restaurants from the time that I was around 11. And in those restaurants, my mom was doing all cooking from scratch. There were so many things. It was a lot of progies and cabbage rolls, but also homemade soups and breads and salads and just all sorts of stuff all made from scratch. She even made her own homemade Caesar salad dressing. The entire career of their restaurants used homemade from scratch Caesar salad dressing. I don't think that is the secret recipe, but I'm just saying so many things and always tested thoroughly. She would make notes. She paid attention to what she'd done. If anything needed tweaking, she tweaked it. And so when I first started Cook the Story, when I first started blogging and was putting recipes up, I just had this like almost like ingrained in me natural ability to to make it and test it and tweak it and figure it out and take notes. I was taking notes on recipes way before I ever thought that I was going to be having websites or cookbooks or anything like that. So it is really because of my mom that I am so good at this, I believe, and that I learned so much about cooking and about recipe testing and recipe development. And so I am not only grateful that we have such a wonderful relationship that that young lady in Italy could just see from spending the day near us on the bus and wandering around those towns, not only grateful for all of the things that they do to help me out on a day-to-day basis when they're visiting and when they're far away, But also in a huge way for my career and some of these skills that I use all of the time in the kitchen and in creating recipes for you to enjoy. And so I guess you also have my mom to be grateful for as well. So I am super honored that she has agreed to be on this show today and bring a secret recipe of the day to me. I cannot wait to find out what it is. I'm sure you can't wait to find out what it is. And so let's listen to my mom, Phyllis Pittman. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, hi, Christy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: This is very exciting. So uh, you listen to the show and you know that we do this surprise recipe. And so I asked you to come up with one and I don't know what it is. So can you tell me what recipe are you going to tell me about today?
1: I don't know if you'll be too excited about this one. It's creamy coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so funny. I am not the hugest fan of coleslaw. I do I do like it sometimes, like with pulled pork, like in a sandwich or something or tacos. But no, it is not my favorite
1: thing. Why did you choose creamy coleslaw? Because for years and years, I was making the one that Baba used to make with oil and the vinegar, lots of sugar And it kept like for a long time, as long as the cabbage was in the brine. And I never really liked it. And dad never ate it. And so the past couple of years, I've been when we go out to eat, I've been trying these creamy coleslaw's and they're not bad, you know, and cabbage is really good for you. And so I found one recipe online, and it was okay. But I've been making this now for about, I don't know, five or six years. And it seems every time I make it, I've been tweaking it. And now I think I have it just right. Oh. <laughs> so if you want to hear it. I do oh. want to hear it. I'm excited. Okay. okay. What do you start with? Okay. I start with, to make things easy, you can use a bag of claw mix. And that's around a 16 ounce bag. But if I have cabbage in the fridge, mm-hmm. I'll uh, use cabbage instead. And the last time I made it uh, a couple weeks ago, I had like three quarters of a head of cabbage. Mm-hmm. So I shredded that. So you think three quarters
0: of a head of cabbage is about the right amount? It was so fine, this? yeah. And if you're, so if you're doing the bag, the bag often has, like, sometimes it has like little bits of carrot and stuff in there. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. That's perfect, yeah. And then if you're going to shred it yourself, do you, like,
1: shred it on like a cheese grater or do you slice it or how do you do that? I used to slice it by hand, like, try to get as fine as I can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm having some difficulties with my arm. Mm-hmm. I have a mandolin, so... Mm-hmm. I use a mandolin or I have another arm called Barry and I get him to do it for me.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's my dad, of course. Oh, that's a good idea.
1: But so, so you don't, you,
0: you could just slice it with a knife and a cutting board. Oh, for sure. As, as fine as you can. And you cut it in half,
1: take the core out and then flat side down and slice. Yes. And then um, if your slices are like two inches long, depending how big your cabbage is, I just Mm -hmm. take a knife and cut through it so that it's not quite so long. So that it's nice on a fork. I know, I
0: know you probably want to get on with the recipe, but I have lots of cabbage. No, that's good. That's fine. So you and I have been talking about cabbage rolls a lot lately, because we just made a bunch for Christmas Eve. And I always just use regular green cabbage. And you have discovered this other cabbage, the flathead cabbage flathead cabbage you've been using that for cabbage rolls because Mm -hmm. the leaves are nicer and bigger could you use that instead of regular green cabbage here
1: have you tried that I haven't tried it I think you probably could Um, it is crunchy Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's in the sauce if it would get limp I would have to try it and get back to you because the leaves are a little bit softer and thinner and then, what
0: about um, red cabbage or the napa cabbage, or do you think the green's going to be better? Uh,
1: napa cabbage would be the same, probably texture as the flathead. Mm-hmm. Uh, red cabbage definitely. T- you can add red cabbage, but if you add too much, your coleslaw turns pink. Oh, right. So oh, you really don't want an excess of red. Ah.
0: So if you use all red, the color from the red cabbage leaches into the dressing and you oh, end yeah. up with pink and dressing. It'll,
1: It's not even a pretty pink. It's oh. kind of a ugly pink. Like Pepto-Bismol pink? <laughs> Maybe a little darker, but yeah, it's not pretty. Okay, don't,
0: don't use red cabbage.
1: I honest. only know this because when we did our dinner at the condo, I had a bunch of green cabbage and I had one head of red cabbage. Mm-hmm. And I asked the girls to shred some red cabbage into the green, but they mistook me to say shred the whole thing. And they mixed it without oh. anybody <laughs> looking. And it was not pretty. Oh. And, but we ate it. And it was good. It tasted it, fine. It tasted fine. It just didn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that's great to know. Okay. So once you have your 16 ounces of shredded cabbage or three quarters of a head sliced up, what do you do next?
1: Okay. So I, I put that, the cabbage in a larger bowl and this recipe calls for an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. So I salt it right away. Okay. And it also um, has a sauce. So I put a measuring cup and I get one cup of mayonnaise, mm-hmm. a quarter cup of sugar two tablespoons of vinegar, an eighth of a teaspoon of pepper, one and a half teaspoons of mustard, regular mustard. Like yellow mustard? Yes. Two tablespoons of horseradish. Oh. About a quarter of a cup of pickle juice, if you have any dill pickles in the fridge, and four cloves of garlic. If you don't have garlic, you can take um, just some granulated garlic and Mm -hmm. sprinkle it over your cabbage. Before you um, mix everything in,
0: okay. I have questions before we go further, okay. of course. So you sprinkled okay. the salt onto the
1: cabbage, not into your dressing mixture. Does that? Do you think yeah. that softens it? I don't know what it does. I've read a lot of recipes that it's supposed to leach the water out, but it doesn't because it's just such a small amount. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do it anyways. You mm-hmm. don't have to. And then you can mix all that in a measuring cup if you want to. And then the horseradish,
0: I've never, ever thought of that in a dressing before. Was that uh, one of the recipes that you
1: saw that had that? No, that was one of my tweaks. I thought it And the be. pickle juice, too, because I never put pickle juice in before either. And if, okay, so horseradish, if people
0: don't have pickle juice, they they're gonna need a different liquid. What what could
1: they use? And yeah, that? actually, you don't need another liquid. Oh. It's it's fine. Like I say, like all these recipes never had liquid in. Mm-hmm. But this pickle juice just adds that little more bite to, yeah. to the coleslaw.
0: Oh, it sounds amazing! I want to try this. Okay, and then the four cloves of garlic, peeled and minced, probably. Yes, and you mix that all
1: together, and then. And okay, that's all going into the the measuring cup or mm-hmm. whatever vessel you're using. Mm-hmm. And then I I put about 3 medium-sized carrots. I peel them and I don't shred them. I put them in my uh, food chopper so that they're little crunchy pieces instead mm-hmm. of um, long strands. But you could fun. do either. Like it, it works both ways. That's just how I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good just idea. A I like the texture. I mix the carrots in with the cabbage and then Once that's all turned around together, the cabbage and the carrots, then I just add the mixture, mix it up, and it's. And that's it. Does it, would you serve it immediately or do you refrigerate it for a little while first? Always better to leave it. I would always make it early in the morning or the day before. Mm -hmm. And it seems to stay crunchy for some reason. Like it's very refreshing Mm. because it's got the bite of the pickle juice and the horseradish and. Mm I don't know, it just stays, even for a couple of days, like four or five days, it's still on the crunchy side.
0: Well, that's really good to know. Does it leach any water out? Like, do you have to do anything after it's been in the fridge for it a while? It might get a little it? bit
1: more runny. I just keep turning it over and mixing it mm-hmm. before we use it. Mm-hmm. And if you if you wanted to, if you had more cabbage or if you had even some peppers or something wanted to add it to it, Mm -hmm. It wouldn't hurt at at
0: all. This sounds delicious. You know, I mean, you you thought it was funny that you chose this recipe because I don't like coleslaw. I sometimes like Creamy coleslaws. I've had them. Usually, if they're really
1: garlicky or have some like real flavor, and this mm-hmm. sounds
0: like it has real flavor. The horseradish.
1: But well, this one, ha- it is garlicky. If you like garlic, and you know we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes, if you want a little more bite, you can add hot mustard instead of yellow mustard. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on your taste preference. Yeah! 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 Or, like, some green onion in there, maybe? I, oh, I top it with, like, before serving, I usually, like, if I'm putting it in a serving bowl for company, I'll put green onion on top then. okay. But for me and dad, if I don't have green onion, that's fine. I don't bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And then what- I don't put it in the mixture, though, because a lot of times green onion will go slimy. Yeah. in In a day or two,
0: so- So then if you were putting the green onion, if you're having people over and you put green onion on top and then there's leftovers after, would you scrape that green onion that's left off of it or would you just stir it in at that point?
1: I would just leave it, but often there's no leftovers because I kind (laughs) of portion out like what I think everybody will eat. No, you're good at that. There usually isn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, those of you listening, so you probably know my mom had restaurants and then lots of catering and the portioning and figuring out how much of anything that you need for a group is one of your like
1: superpowers, right? Well, I I know a little bit. I wouldn't say it's a superpower, (laughs) but (laughs) I've done it enough times.
0: And can you tell me what have you served this with? Like if you're having people over for dinner, when do you say to yourself, oh, I need to make the coleslaw to have with that?
1: Uh, Ribs. For sure. Fish if we're having um, a breaded kind of fish. Mm -hmm. Mike and Ange come over for dinner. They love coleslaw. So Mm. they'll have it with anything. And especially if I don't have um, when they're coming, if I don't have a lot of salad greens and stuff. Mm -hmm. I always have cabbage because I always have a cabbage soup ready to make or roasted cabbage. So I can whip up a coleslaw really fast. Mm -hmm. And so we serve it pretty much with whatever we're having, meat-wise. That's actually interesting.
0: I don't don't ever have cabbage in the fridge, but it is one of those things it Mm -hmm. keeps for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you need to add some vegetable to a soup or add something to a salad or make a quick side dish like this, if you have that head of cabbage, it's going to do really well, right? Yeah,
1: And you know, a lot of times often I buy too many vegetables when I go grocery shopping. So I'll try to use up all the the stuff that goes bad first, like Mm -hmm. broccoli, cauliflower, peppers and stuff. And so if I have that cabbage, and and we're low on veg, I can always slice it and roast it Mm -hmm. or make coleslaw. I always have carrots and celery. And I always have cabbage. So for me, it just works. That and way. we really like it air fried now too. So the cabbage. Wait a Not minute. Not the coleslaw, but, <laughs> but
0: the cabbage. Wait, yeah. no. I I know you only had to prepare one recipe for me today, but what do you
1: do to air fry cabbage? Oh, I I slice it without the core. I take the core out. Then I'll cut it in half and slice it in pieces. I'll eat two pieces. Dad'll eat one. So I cover it with olive oil. Wait, wait, wait. The slices are about how thick? Like an inch? Uh, about an um, inch, maybe a little bit bigger than an inch. And then you're not
0: breaking them up the way you would to
1: do the shredded. No, I try to keep it as, as tight, tight as I can. Sometimes the leaves, the outer ones break off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I smother them in olive oil, salt, pepper, and garlic. Throw them in the air fryer and they get all that crispy, good yeah. good, caramelly stuff. How long do they take about? I don't really know. I, I do about 10 minutes and then I'll gently flip it over and do it like I keep looking at it to see if if it's the color that I want. So maybe about 15 minutes in total. I couldn't tell you for sure. Have you ever? It's something, there's no recipe for for me. I just yeah, no, do it.
0: Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it on the website. People love the air fry recipes. Have you ever now I just want to know, have you ever tried leaving the core on it to help keep the leaves together or you just don't want to deal with it?
1: I haven't. But um, you could, yeah. you just would have to eat around it. I don't know if it would soften up enough yeah, for, yeah, yeah. True. for chewing, but core is tasty, even the raw ones. Yeah. You so like the cabbage? It, it might turn one? out good. Oh yeah. Uh, cabbage core almost tastes like apple sort of.
0: I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, so I have to try the core. I have to try this coleslaw recipe. I have to buy a head of cabbage regularly so I have one so that I can try air frying it or making coleslaw. Yeah,
1: if you like cabbage. I don't know if the kids would like cabbage or not. Oh, well, I they have. like cabbage rolls now. They like cabbage rolls now. They might. If it's
0: really like flavorful and garlicky, they've they've become a little bit more interested in trying foods lately. So yeah. maybe. And you know
1: what? Sometimes, Christy, if I have cabbage, I'll just slice it and put it in a... Uh, chop it and put it in a pot with a lot of butter and just kind of braise it in butter and then add some caraway because we like caraway.
0: I love caraway. And
1: um, salt and pepper and garlic. And it's delicious like that too.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah. I sometimes I used to make red cabbage a lot a long time ago, but I didn't like the tangy red cabbage as much. I think mm. you like that. I think I would like the butter braised with just the savory Oh, it's flavors. very good. Yeah.
1: yeah do you, does, that get, good.
0: does that get brown or is it mostly just getting soft? No, you don't
1: want to brown it. You're just keeping it on low to braise that butter right into the cabbage. And it's really tasty. Okay. Well, we just got three recipes for the price (laughs) of one. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show, mom. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It's fun. (laughs) Enjoy the coleslaw if you make it. Oh, I will. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: She knows her stuff, right? I told you. And like, you can just hear the recipe testing and the recipe development in the steps that she takes and how she describes cooking. Like, I really think that I got that not just from watching her do it and seeing it happen, but also just the conversations about cooking that we have. She's always like, okay, so the first time I did it this way, and then I thought, you know what, it'd be better if I tried it this other way. And it was. So there's just always been that kind of like step taking trial and error thing in my cooking that I know comes very deeply from my mom. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest mom. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate that I believe you have talked to my dad into being a guest as well because he is also an amazing cook. So, we will be hearing from my dad soon as well. Now, as to what is going on in my culinary world, I keep saying the same thing every week. I'm so sorry. We have not been cooking yet, but do not worry. Jennifer is coming over this week and we are going to be cooking up some stuff, but I have to be honest with you, I haven't yet decided what. So Jen's coming over on Wednesday, and so I guess I will be doing the grocery shopping for our cooking day on Tuesday, so I have until then to figure it out, but I don't yet know. Uh, if you have any ideas, if you want to suggest anything, I'll post in our Facebook group on the day that this episode is going live and I'll post asking for suggestions and feel free to comment with whatever you would like to learn how to make. Or if you've always wanted a great recipe for something, let me know and I can add it to our development and testing list. That would be super fun. If you're not already a member of the Facebook group, you can become a member by heading to facebook.com slash groups slash recipe OTD and I'll just let you know know that we recently have made that group a private Facebook group. It was a public Facebook group before that. Uh, The reason for the change was that we were getting a lot of weird spam, and I wanted to cut that out. And so now it's a private group. If you were already a member, you are still a member. Nothing has changed. If you were not a member, but you just headed over there sometimes, you will have to join it to be able to see that content. I apologize for the inconvenience, but the inconvenience of that spam was much worse, I promise you. But yeah, I will post in that group asking for your suggestions for what Jen and should. should start working on. And that group again is facebook.com slash groups slash recipe OTD. Now, since we haven't been doing much cooking, there's not much going live on the site just now, but there is a recipe coming out this week for cowboy butter. If you have not had this before, you are in for such a treat. Cowboy butter may have its origins from a Southern style restaurant in New York City, but the origins are not actually entirely clear. So we don't really know. What we do know is that it is a spicy, citrusy, herby butter mixture. That's kind of a compound butter, right? A flavored butter that is amazing. Either put cold onto cooked steaks, so it kind of melts onto them or served melted as a dip for steaks. But it's also just super good with chicken, beans, cornbread. The idea here is that they are foods that Cowboys might have eaten after a day being cowboys and then sitting around the fire. I think. I'm not really sure. That doesn't really matter, though. What does matter is that when you taste it, you are going to know why it is becoming such a huge trend. It's really kind of a strong flavor, but quite well balanced. And that's because there's that depth of the butter and then a little garlic, a little onion, a little Dijon always rounds things out. And then you have the herby parsley and chives, some nice lemon zest, a little bit of lemon juice. And then, oh, there's also thyme leaves in there. A little horseradish for some heat. Crushed red pepper flakes and cayenne, also for heat. Paprika, even smoked paprika is great in here—a little smokiness. So you see, it's just like a whole bunch of those different notes that all just come together. Mix them with the butter, let it sit in the fridge to really meld for a bit. So good. My favorite way is to have it melted as a dip, but it's also just great melted onto things. So that recipe is going live on Cook the Story this week, and I think I have it scheduled to tell you about in a couple of weeks, so not right away. But you will be able to find that on Cook the Story at some point this week. You know what? I will put the link in the show notes for this podcast episode. And if you click on it and it doesn't take you anywhere, then it's not up yet. But I think it's going up on the 8th. As to the recipes that I have for you on this podcast this week, they are mostly just a little bit lighter. I feel so much like it's not like a diet thing. It's not a New Year's resolution thing. I just eat so much heavy food, you know, me and cheese, brie, oh, that mushroom sauce. I had so much of that kind of stuff over the last month that I am craving light, bright, and fresh foods. So we are doing a roast tomorrow for Sunday on here, but it's a pork loin roast. Roasts a little bit leaner with lots of rosemary and garlic and lemon on the outside. Delicious. There is a meatless Monday dinner heading your way. It's an Italian cauliflower quinoa bake that is kind of like chicken parmesan in flavor. So good. I've got a really, really easy five ingredient salsa chicken dinner for you. And then one of my favorite lunches to make once the kids have gone back to school, which they do do in two days, it is cottage cheese chicken salad. I love to make that for myself for lunch when I'm here and they're not and there's leftover chicken in the house. So those are some of the things you can look forward to on Recipe of the Day this week. And I want to say thank you so much for listening. If you are listening to the show and enjoying it, I would appreciate so much if you would go and leave a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to do it. I think Spotify lets you rate it as well, but Apple Podcasts is the one that people turn to for ratings. And I want to say a huge thank you. I have two new comments on there recently. Thank you so much to Pina Pena. I'm not sure how to say it. P and A. They wrote, I am so glad I found your podcast. I've tried several of your recipes and have loved all of them. Thank you so much. And then also Streetlicious wrote, Really enjoy your daily podcast. I made the Kalau pig today. Followed recipe given, and it was great. Once pork was cooked, I removed pork from pot and then added cabbage, onions, red potatoes, and small ears of frozen corn on the cob to pot and seasoned heavily with a Cajun seasoning. Cooked for 10 minutes, natural release to eight minutes. It was delicious. And that is, of course, referring to one of our guests' recipes from the secret recipe of the day on Saturdays, like the one my mom did today. I love that you guys are finding these and enjoying them. So that was the recipe from Amy Long. Lawrence from Gourmet Done Skinny for the Kalua Pig. And I have since made that as well and I have to say it was delicious. Well, thank you, Streetlicious, for leaving that comment. I really appreciate it. And it really helps other people find this show and subscribe. If you have not yet subscribed, you can search for Recipe of the Day wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe there or head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and subscribe with any of the buttons at the top across there for Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those places. Okay, don't forget, join that Facebook. Facebook group and let me know what you want me to cook with Jennifer this week. That is at facebook.com slash groups slash recipe OTD. Thank you so much to my mom, Phyllis Pittman. I love you and I appreciate all of the amazing things that I've learned from you. Thank you for listening out there. I am Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all new chicken cookbook. And from this podcast recipe of the day, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Let's get cooking.